Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 57 of Revelation chapter 14, and we're continuing to look into verse 20. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse bridles by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Sixteen hundred days. In our last study, we saw how the number ten thousand is formed once we add 8,400 days of the Great Tribulation to the expected 1,600-day period for judgment, and it comes together to make a complete 10,000 days. It is an ideal number for God to complete the pouring out of his wrath as he first gave the cup to the church, and then to the nations of the world. It, and, and it's also not until October 7th, 2015, next year, that the 10,000th day arrives. That day is, uh, also the 1600th day. Or in other words, October 7th, 2015 is the 40th 40 since May 21, 2011. And October 7th, 2015 is day number 10,000 since judgment began at the house of God way back in uh, 1988, May 21, 1988. That of itself makes October 7th of next year very important and, and an interesting date. October 7th is 10,000 days from the beginning of judgment. Now, October 6th of 2015 is day number 9,999. And October 8th is day number 10,001. And it's only October 7th, 2015, that is exactly 10,000 days. And so uh, we would wonder, well, is it possible that God will complete the judgment that he started uh, against the churches and congregations of the world? And will that day, October 7th, 2015, be the day of completion? And of course, the ultimate completion of the judgment on the world would be the destruction of the world, a literal physical destruction following the 1600 days of spiritual judgment and then um, a, a complete and utter devastation of the world and the universe and annihilation of all things created and all the unsaved people along with it to be completely destroyed and only God and his elect people remain, and, and then 
attention is turned to eternity future. Now, one other very uh, significant thing about October 7th of 2015 is that it is also the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And remember, that was the significant point about October 21st of 2011. It, it was five months from May 21, and it was the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. But now, God has given us a number in the context, once again, of harvest, and, and tabernacles and the Feast of Ingathering are held simultaneously. So when we say that it's the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, it's also the last day of harvest. And and in that context, God gives us a number of 1,600 days that if we add it to uh, the date that the Bible locks in as the beginning of Judgment Day, May 21, 2011, the end of the Great Tribulation, and we we then uh, go 1,600 days into the future, well, incredibly, I don't think that's an understatement, incredibly, the date 1,600 days from that uh, super special day of May 21, 2011, that the biblical calendar locked into place and nothing can unlock it, Remember, it's the 23rd year, the 8400th day, has the 17th day of the Hebrew second month, which matches the very day the flood began, 7,000 years earlier. And and we then go to October 7th, 2015, which also appears to be an extremely special day. It would be, again, the 40th 40, that is, the number 40, which um, spiritually has to do with testing, would be complete. The 40th 40, or 40 times 40 is 1,600. And it is that day that is the 40th 40. And uh, it's the 10,000th day since judgment began. 8,400 plus 1,600 equals 10,000. So... It, it, it's already a special day, but then when we we realize that it also happens to be the last day of harvest, and the context of Revelation 14 where it's found is harvest at the end of the world, and it's the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, that third and final feast that the Bible indicates must be fulfilled and can only be fulfilled through the destruction of the world. Um, as God relates the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles to other biblical language that identifies with the last day of the end of the world. We'll look at that in a second, but, but just remember how God fulfilled the other feasts, the Feast of Passover, and the Feast of Pentecost, along with the Feast of Tabernacles, were the three main feasts that the Lord emphasizes all the males of the children of Israel were to appear before him in the place that he would choose. And and God fulfilled spiritually the significance of the Passover when Christ was hanging on the cross at the time of the Passover. And God fulfilled spiritually 
the significance of the Feast of Pentecost in 33 AD. We read in Acts 2 that the Feast of Pentecost was fully come at the time the Holy Spirit was poured out and God began to evangelize the world through the churches and congregations. And the third and final feast, especially the last day of that third and final feast, relates to the end. Uh, we, we find the phrase, the last day, eight times in the Bible. And twice it's used in connection with the Feast of Tabernacles. Once in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 8, it says in um, verse 17, And all the congregation of them that were come again out of the captivity made booths, and a booth is a tabernacle, and sat under the booths, for since the days of Jeshua, the son of Nun, unto that day had not the children of Israel done so. And there was very great gladness. Also day by day, from the first day unto the last day, he read in the book of the law of God, and they kept the feast seven days. And on the eighth day was a solemn assembly according unto the manner. In verse 18, where it says, from the first day unto the last day. Now you would think in the Bible that has so much emphasis upon the end of all things for this world that the the uh, phrase last day would be very common. But it's only found eight times in the Bible, one time in the Old Testament, and this is it, in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 18, in association with the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. You can read the chapter and you'll see that that's the case. And then also in the New Testament, God uses it again to refer to the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles. And in um, John chapter 7, it says in verse 37, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Now, some have tried to point to this verse to say, Well, you see, God must still be saving because Christ is making a call. He He's imploring people to come unto him and drink. It's a message that salvation is still available unto the last day. and And yet, when we do as God commands, and we search the scriptures for similar language, we find that in the context of the end of this world and the new creation of a new heaven and new earth in Revelation chapter 21, that God makes a similar statement as we just read in John 7.37. For instance, it says in Revelation 21, in verse 1, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And then in verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. 
And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Now, why in this context, where God is saying it's done, that is, his plan for this world is complete, and and now it's the time to wipe away tears, it's the time to grant new resurrected bodies and and for God's people to inhabit the new heaven and new earth? Well, why would he speak of giving unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of water of life freely? Because God's people will drink of that water of life forevermore into eternity future. It is a, a, a call to drink of the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's something the people of God will be involved in doing without end. There will never be an end of that, never a time when we have satisfied our thirst and no longer need to drink. And it is a perfect point, as we read in John 7.37, in the last day, that great day of the feast, which would be the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And now God destroys the world, as we'll see when we follow this phrase, last day. He He brings in the, the things that he has promised uh, all throughout the scripture. And for thousands of years, he has promised his people, this day will come, the last day. Now come, my people, and and go to the Lord Jesus Christ and drink in the fullness of joy and the fullness of truth and the fullness of God himself. Learn of God, for to know him is eternal life. And, and so the people of God will um, drink of that everlasting fountain on the last day. Now, let, let's go to John 12, verse 48. It's interesting how of the eight references to last day in the Bible, seven are found in the Gospel of John. One is in the book of Nehemiah. And in John 12, 48, it says, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him, the word that I have spoken the same shall judge him in the last day. And and it needs to be uh, reiterated that May 21, 2011 began Judgment Day. And it, in a sense, also began the last day. And it's a prolonged Judgment Day, a prolonged last day. May 21 is the last day. October 7th, 2015, if we're correct, is also the last day. And the word of God is judging the unsaved inhabitants of the earth in the last day or throughout this entire period of time. Now, in uh, John 11, at the time when Lazarus um, is about to be resurrected, the Lord uses that occasion to 
speak with Martha, and it says in John 11.23, Jesus saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And and that's a, a true statement. The resurrection is the last day of earth's existence. So we, we have a, a very likely 1600 day period for judgment, all considered the last day, but it's not until the very end of that period of time, the final day, that the resurrection would take place. And if we go to John chapter 6, the phrase last day is found in that chapter four times. John 6, it says in verse 39, And this is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he has given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at the last day. In verse 40, And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 44, No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. And then finally, verse 54, Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. So four references here to being raised up at the last day, which agrees with the resurrection at the last day, and agrees with judgment. The word will judge you in the last day, and we can't miss how God uses the language, and he he does this um, often in the Bible. He'll uh, he'll use several scriptures uh, to make a point, and the point is the last day is the day of the resurrection, the last day is the day of judgment, and then he'll use that same phrase that he has confirmed to mean those things, in another way to help us to learn that this other thing identifies with the resurrection day, with the day of judgment. And in this case, it's the Feast of Tabernacles and the last day, two times of the eight. It is used of the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, that third major feast that must likewise be fulfilled. And and again, it was at the time of the Passover, God fulfilled spiritually that feast. It was at the time of First Fruits or Pentecost that God spiritually fulfilled that feast. And we would expect it will be at the time of the Feast of Tabernacles, the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, for God to spiritually fulfill the meaning of that feast, or the purpose that he has written about that feast in the Bible, is to identify with the end of the world. The feast is fulfilled. Finally, its spiritual significance is fulfilled when God destroys the world. So we can see 
Now that October 7th, 2015, not any other day, but that day, which is the 40th 40 since May 21, 2011, which is the 10,000th day of judgment since May 21, 1988, and which is the last day of tabernacles, the last day, that day. Not not a day before, or day after, or any other day. That is the last day. The ten thousandth day happens to be the last day of the feast. The last day that Jesus cries, "Any that thirst, come unto me and drink." And and can't we see the glorious call of God now to His people? Now. Is, is finally the time in which all things that are written will be completed and fulfilled. And, and now let us turn our attention and let us uh, enter into the joy of the Lord and look towards this wonderfully glorious eternal future that God has in store for his people. Well, uh, we're going to move on. We, we could spend a lot more time probably discussing some of these things that, that Revelation 14 have brought into focus or brought up. And, and yet, um, time is, uh, pressing now as we're under a year until October 7th, 2015. We need to move on. It, it would be uh, very nice if it's in the Lord's will to complete the book of Revelation study uh, before that date comes. And and won't it be wonderful as we're, uh, again, Lord willing, as we get closer to that point? Isn't it, isn't it wonderful to think that we'll be looking at Revelation 21, which speak of the new heavens and new earth and, and the holy city and all the measurements that God gives, or Revelation 22, uh, that that also speaks much about the uh, the new heaven and new earth. It, it would be very appropriate, as a matter of fact, if it were the will of God. If again we're correct about these things, for a Bible study to be studying the last book and perhaps the last chapter of the last book as we approach. The Last Day. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.